Hi, Sims. How are you? My name is Rachel B, and I am your host. Welcome to Femininity by Rachel B, where we talk about feminine energy, raising our vibration, uh, staying in your feminine aura, your feminine power. We talk about love. We talk about relationships. We talk about friendships, money. Anything that you can name, but most importantly, um, you know, we all are a community of positivity and that's how I want to keep it. So ladies, if you did not get to witness the magical event (laughs) that me and Taylor had, I mean, we touched on so many different topics, so many different important topics. And I mean, I was just blown away. The people that were blessed to be able to attend the live that we did, I mean, he'll really drop some amazing uh, vegan chicken nuggets (laughs) in that particular uh, live that we did. But you know what? We're going to make up for it because we was not able to save that live. A little bit of a bummer, but it's okay. Um, We're going to have an amazing conversation today. So, Teal, all right, so let me start again. My name is Super Money. I'm Teal. I'm the son of Robert Teal and Sylvia Teal. I grew up in East Baltimore City. I'm an alumni of Baltimore City Public Schools, first generation college graduate, attended Southern High School, which was a really, really powerful experience for me. Southern High School. Yes, Southern High School was a powerful experience for me, particularly because during that time, you know, most young people were either in athletics or in the street where mm-hmm. I came from, mm-hmm. you know, young men, mm-hmm. you know, if you were on a, on a success path, you were, you were probably walking along that path. But I had some, some teachers and some counselors who saw that I had a gift who really encouraged me to just pursue going to school for academics alone. I love it. Uh, Teal, a lot of my uh, community, my girls, they are looking to get married they want to get married what is the secret sauce ah boy that's that's um that's big i can speak for myself we're just gonna dive right in y'all speak for yourself let's just dive right in just i I I have a very unique story and journey as relates to the most important relationship that i've ever had in my life which is the relationship that i have with my wife okay Uh, my wife and i met at 15, she was 15, I was 16. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a um, dance, she she went to Polly, so Polly had a, a back to school dance. I went to the dance, met the love of my life, met the love of my life, and I knew that it was something special immediately when we connected. Well, how did you know that that was the love? She was that person that you was gonna spend the rest of your life with. Like, I wanna know about her hair, her <laughs> eyes. What did that's you notice? Great, I wanna know everything. That's mm-hmm. a great inquiry, because she was very beautiful, mm-hmm. of course. That's what got my attention. As a matter of fact, I was coming to that event to meet another girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. For the second Look. time. I met her okay. So you know, you go down the hall in the 80s, you know, we hang out, we get each other's numbers and we mm-hmm. exchange numbers. So I had met another girl down the harbor got a number mm-hmm. and my second time seeing her was to be at the poly disco but when i got to the dance she didn't look as good that evening as she did when i first saw it so i opened my options and started doing I know, a okay. around the party and then i saw my wife okay and I stopped in my tracks and so you know 
I, I made my approach and we, we connected and we began to dance the whole night. Now, the interesting thing about that story was she was not as interested in me as I was in her. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the night, when I asked her for her number, she was like, I don't have a pen. I don't have nothing to write it down with, you know. Okay, so Till, please, yeah. I want you to walk us through the moment you saw her and was like, her. Okay. All right. So I'm, I'm doing laps around the party, right? This little, this little move I got. I'm just doing laps around the party and I'm, I'm just taking it all in and I see her dancing with another guy, but it's about three to four feet of distance between them. So I'm, I'm processing. She's not really invested in this, mm -hmm. you know? So I, I saw she had on these little Jordache jeans. This one Jordache just was up. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> she had on these little Jordache jeans. You know, she had the little mushroom. It was like asymmetrical. Okay. You know, she had on a little hoop earrings. <laughs> you know, she was, you know, just had this beautiful caramel brown skin. I mm -hmm. remember being captivated mm -hmm. by the glow of her skin. Mm -hmm. And so I was just stuck. I was just literally standing there stuck. But beyond the physical thing, it was like this energy because she was dancing in somewhat of a contained way. It wasn't mm -hmm. like she was really moving. It was mm -hmm. like she was reserved and constrained in her good time. Okay. And for some reason that spoke to me. Class. Yes. <laughs> yes. She had yes, class. Yes, 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 yes. Make note of that, ladies. Yes. So I made my approach and again we danced for the whole night, but she was not. Um, as open to giving me her number initially. And so, you know, I persisted, I persisted. She gave me her number. Um, and then we began to talk on the phone. And that's really what I did. Okay. Okay. So you spotted her. She was amazing looking. Mm -hmm. You know, she was beautiful. Wasn't doing too much, mm -hmm. ladies. <laughs> he liked her. So, yes. Teal, how long were you guys dating before you decided to take things to the next step? Were you guys dating, moved in together, or were you guys dating? And just, I want to know all of that. Okay. Because I feel like this is important. Right. All right. So, let me try to connect the dots because my wife and I have been together for 35 years total. Okay. We've okay. been married for 25 of those years. Okay. So I'm going back to the beginning. When we first connected, again, mm -hmm. it's the phone. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking on the phone. I've always been a very introspective kind of, all right, what's happening beneath the surface? Not really interested in engaging in things that are surface level, like the obvious. Like, right. I like invigorating you know conversation with somebody with some depth and that can that can explore different dimensions of a, of a thing that's happening i right? understand so i always was heralded as the smart guy mm -hmm. so when i'm talking to her mm -hmm. you know i'm i'm bringing up things that i think are maybe high level things and seeing whether or not she can move with me in the conversation mm -hmm. but she would match wits with me um from a perspective that was one that I hadn't had much experience with. My wife is an electrical engineer. Mm -hmm. So she processes things with a level of technicality that okay. I usually process things with at a soul level. Okay. Not so much technical. So when she began to talk about, you know, you know, I just I, I want to eventually do engineering. This is why, you know, I'm taking architecture, I'm doing this, design things, silhouette the way things interact, how mm -hmm. things work is, it, you know, fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. So that fascinated me coming from East Baltimore, like, what's engineering? What in, right. I've never heard of anybody doing that, you know? So that interested me. 
you know, and so our conversations begin to spark from there. And as we begin to talk about, this is what I want to do. And I knew I wanted to go to college too, but nobody around me talked about going mm-hmm. to college. So we had a similar kind of ambition mm-hmm. from the very beginning, growing up in Baltimore City, wanting to go to school, you know, wanting, wanting to pursue education and a career path. Mm-hmm. And we really, really bonded around that. And beyond that, you know, I came from a family that was a very loving family, but it was a lot of tension in the house. Mm-hmm. Right. It was a very tense, intense experience growing up in my family because we had a myriad of issues that most people experience so you know one of the things that i was always seeking as a young person was peace okay right Mm -hmm. and it was hard to find peace in my immediate neighborhood and in my home but when i was with her i was at peace she was at peace yes she offered peace that's nice i love that you have this look in your eye when you speak about her i love that so much oh my god that's so bomb so teal tell me how did you know that you would be able to provide emotionally and not just financially but how did you know that you was going to be able to be a great husband and how did you know that she was going to be able to be a great wife? Mm. Well, I knew that I I knew that it was worth me trying mm-hmm. to be a great husband. I'll mm-hmm. frame it like that. It was worth me trying to be a great husband because I ultimately wanted my mom to have a great husband. And I saw my father having a very difficult time living up to her expectations mm-hmm. as his wife, as well as mine as his son. Okay. So that created a dynamic in me and my dad's relationship, mm-hmm. which me and my father have a beautiful, very closely connected and bonded relationship. Mm-hmm. But I found myself experiencing disappointment in my father's inability to be the man that I ultimately wanted for my mother. Right. Right. And so I also had a father who was a, a, a visionary. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a vision for my life. And my mm-hmm. father had high expectations. And so in, in our father-son relationship, I felt like he set the bar higher for me mm-hmm. than he did for himself. Okay. And so as I became, you know, I meet my, my uh, girl at 16 at the time. Right. You know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm in this process and transition from boyhood to manhood. And I'm seeing that I have an opportunity to demonstrate what I ultimately want for my mom, for my sister. I could not find that guy anywhere mm-hmm. in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And it occurred to me, you have to become him. Right. You have to become him. This this is so important to you. This was resonating from within you. It came mm-hmm. to you because it's for you to do. Mm-hmm. So that's what set me on that path, Rachel. I was really seeking to become a man who prioritized family. Right. Okay. Who built a legacy vision uh, uh, in concert with a broader vision for his family, which then his family becomes priority because everything he's doing, he's doing for his family. Exactly. Yeah. Because the family is the, is the platform and the basis by which you launch from. So she was, she became a part of that ambition um organically it wasn't anything we used to sit down and like talk about but the more i was with her the more i was enamored by her the more i was inspired by her Mm. the more i wanted to become 
what I felt like she deserved, which was what my mother deserved. You was inspired by her. I love that. Yes. So Teal, tell me. Okay, so just myself, right? I'm just trying to process being with or even still being interested in someone when I was 16. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, wait a minute, 16? Yeah. Uh, 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 no, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you had to be of like very particular, I would say, of a person, very serious of a person to just say, this is who I am zooming in on and this is what I am going to do. Do you think it's possible or do you think it's possible to meet your soulmate that young? Because that doesn't happen for everyone. It doesn't. I did. It does. So I know it's possible yeah. because it happened to me. How often? Do you, I, I would say, That's let me change the question. Mm-hmm. How often do you think something like that will happen? And I think it happens more often than we believe. Okay. I think the issue, the issue is not that we don't need our soulmates. The issue is we're not prepared to become what that requires. So the mm-hmm. relationship can't sustain. Mm-hmm. It can't sustain because when me, everybody wants to meet their soulmate, mm-hmm. but everybody is not as eager to become the person that it mm-hmm. requires in order to sustain mm-hmm. soul connection relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's 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 what I've seen for for my wife and I meeting at 16, having that soul connection and growing together required us to have to sacrifice at some very deep levels. I want to kind of tap into that because I was going to ask you because at 16 Mm -hmm. and being a, you know, grown man now, um, you had to become several different people. You had to, you know, evolve, you know, into several different people. And that means you two had to become several different people together and still grow and still, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, match each other's levels. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you do that? How? All right. So the be- let me let me try to use a metaphor to explain. Okay. That's right. fine. Because, <laughs> you know, trying, to, trying to put words to it. But, all right. So this is this is the way I see it, mm-hmm. right? We all we all are human beings who are in this perpetual development and growth process. It happens from the very beginning, from the point that you take a pregnancy test and realize there's a baby coming. Mm-hmm. You know that process begins, right? Right. And so I'd like to liken it to a womb experience, right? So okay. if you find out you're pregnant at the early stages of the pregnancy, the child is in vitro and the body is giving that that young early embryo what it needs in order to survive right okay. all right so women you know mm-hmm. at each stage of pregnancy that developing child needs something different so the body has to adjust and adapt mm-hmm. to create a conducive environment at each stage for that child to continue to grow and develop mm-hmm. One of the things that is a surefire way to ensure that that child will not make it is by creating a toxic environment in the womb. Anything that is toxic causes a threat to the very life that is growing, right? Exactly. And so as we're born into the world, we leave we leave the womb and then we come into a family mm-hmm. for that developmental process to continue, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when that child lands in the family, mm-hmm. the process continues. If there's toxicity in the family, Mm -hmm. if there are things that are unhealthy, 
if there's bad communication, if there's not enough care and attention, mm -hmm. that's going to affect the growth of that child, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we move from family to now you're grown and now you meet somebody and now you're going to create a family. Mm -hmm. So our, in our development, we go from the womb to the family to whatever partner we choose. Mm -hmm. And if you land in a relationship with a partner and there's toxicity mm -hmm. and there's not a conducive environment for love to grow and evolve and for you to continue to develop as a person, it's not going to work. Mm -hmm. What I understood and what my wife understood very early on was in, in order for us to maintain this very special thing that we had, which was an amazing love for one another, mm -hmm. we had to make sure we kept our relationship clean yes. and toxic free. Meaning this, meaning this, and let me speak as a man, mm -hmm. the way men bring toxicity into relationships is mm -hmm. with anger, with insecurity, mm -hmm. with um with, um, uh, you know, men bring toxicity with not being honest. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, um, not being able to tell themselves no. Okay. Poor self-discipline. You know, these things create circumstances and relationships that make women extremely uncomfortable mm -hmm. and make women lose trust. When a woman loses trust for a man, mm -hmm. and, and but the man still has the expectation that the woman is going to continue to give him and do the things that he wants her to do, it's not a realistic expectation. And so his expectations aren't being met. Her expectations aren't being met. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to sustain my my philosophy in, in my marriage um, that I know my wife shares is the best way that we can preserve the love we have mm -hmm. for each other is just not break stuff. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Mm -hmm. So, Teal, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that I know um, the viewers want to know. I asked Teal, well, one of the femmes in the group, in the community, asked a very important question, and I loved his answer so much. Heal, can you tell us what is marriage and what does marriage mean to you? Marriage is the most important institution, family institution that we have available to us, mm -hmm. in my humble opinion. Mm -hmm. Speaking of my life and my experience, it's the most important institution that we have. It's the institution by which we form family and we bring forth the future, which are our children. Okay. And so what marriage is, I think we've romanticized marriage. I don't have a romanticized definition of marriage. Mm -hmm. Marriage for me is the institution by which we create a healthy environment for love to exist so that we can create uh, a circumstance by which we can bring forth fertile fruit mm -hmm. and, and, and good fruit, mm -hmm. right? And so in order to do that, it requires a tremendous amount of sacrifice. It does. And that's what um, the, that's where the struggle begins in marriage because marriage is about something greater than your individual self. Mm -hmm. it, it, if, if a marriage is going to work, in my humble opinion, it has to be a selfless process. Mm -hmm. There's something that you have to esteem higher than yourself mm -hmm. in order to stay in it and to stay healthy in it. So mm -hmm. I call it sacrifice. And sacrifice is simply this. Sacrifice is sometimes doing things that you don't like, mm -hmm. like you love to do it. Right. <laughs> or sometimes having to give up something you love. 
mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. for something that is greater than you. Right. I love it. And that. so I liken it to, you know, when you get married, it's you gotta be willing to die. Whatever concept that you that you have fostered about what would be ultimately pleasurable and ultimately fulfilling for me and me alone. Mm-hmm. That cannot sustain in a marriage. Right. Because a marriage requires you to work collectively with your partner to make to define something new that works for the entire family. And so some some things that I used to love to do, I had to give it up because mm-hmm. it just didn't fit my family. It didn't okay. fit what I was trying to do for my family. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we can't do it all. So would you say what? Well, I guess what I want to know is, will it be safe, safe to say you cannot be selfish? You have to be selfless in a marriage. Yeah. And I think I think it works even better when you have two people competing to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, people compete in marriages around a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but me and my wife find ourselves often competing with who's going to i love it competing who's gonna make who's happier no it's not you today it's me it's not you it's me i love that i know you want to go there i know you want to go there no that's cool i'm cool let's do no i love that too you know this banter that goes back and forth that we 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 run into that often because each of us is always trying to create the best scenario for the other person. So if we are crossing each other, it's usually in an attempt to try to take better care of the person and to give something I love up it. so that that person will have what they ultimately want. So Teal, the next question, what do you think it takes? And don't I, I often hear people say communication, so we know that's the number one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Give us a five different mm-hmm. things that people need to have and continue a successful marriage or relationship? One is respect. Respect. And I mean genuine respect. Right. And respect that's earned. Mm-hmm. You know, And I say that because I talked about, like in the beginning, my wife and I having these conversations and, you know, her perspectives and then my perspectives. And she was enamored by my perspective. I was enamored by her perspective. Mm-hmm. It brought something new to me. I was bringing something new to her. I saw her brilliance. She saw mine. Mm-hmm. That begin to foster respect early. Mm-hmm. You know, if we come, if 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 we find ourselves partnering, we have to make a decision in our partnership. If she has a difference of opinion, I won't dismiss her because I have such a grand level of respect for her perspective. Mm-hmm. That has, and the respect comes from me actually watching her live her life and knowing that she works extremely hard. Mm-hmm. She's serious about developing herself toward excellence and being excellent at whatever she sets her hands to. Mm-hmm. It's not, she's not just talking about it. You can see it. I mean, whatever my wife touches blossoms and grows, whatever I give to my wife, she touches it and gives it back to me two times better than what it was when I passed it to her. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, a perpetual process of doing that, you develop a level of respect. Okay. And so with that respect, even if there's a difference of opinion, mm-hmm. Respect will will balance it out. You know? Okay. Yeah. So that's one of them. Okay. What's the? We got four more. Got four more. <laughs> I would say. Um. I would say. Uh. Trust. Okay. Trust, and that goes back to an earlier point when I when I when I shared. I think it's a good idea to just work real hard not to break stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And love is something that can only be revealed by time. 
Right. You know, I believe I, that I romanticized you with love is that you meet this, you know, knight shining armor, he built a horse, mm-hmm. this magical experience. That don't be happening. He Mm-mm. rides away, <laughs> and then, you know, winds blowing in your hair, his capes billowing in the wind. That's a beautiful picture, right? Mm-hmm. But that's a moment. Yeah. Right. Apply that moment to real life. You got to wake up. Somebody got to. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, somebody, got, somebody got to do that laundry, somebody fold them clothes, <laughs> you know I mean? pick the kids up from school. Yeah, time. The school. Somebody <laughs> got to pay some bills. Somebody yeah. got to work somewhere and do something. Right. So we had a great night and it was, it was awe-inspiring, but life has a way of, you know, uh, tempering that. Yeah. And so now the, the pursuit is we got to get back to that. That shining, that shining night that we had, but there's what happens in between is the time that I'm talking about mm-hmm. that truly reveals who we really are. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you really want to know a person, look at who they are in the midst of crisis. Yeah, I say that all the time. Yeah, that will tell you who a person really is. Mm-hmm. You know, when things are going well with us and we laughing, and yeah, we, we sipping wine, and that's our good self. <laughs> that's, that's cool. But who you really are is revealing mm-hmm. crisis. Mm-hmm. You know, that and it takes time to reveal that character. So right. I would say trust is so important because I want to know that when we hit those tough parts of life or when we hit those dark moments mm-hmm. in life, mm-hmm. I have a warrior standing next to me that we can go to war together with the world. And I know if I'm, I'm, you know, I got a frontal attack and I'm, I'm dealing with that. She's right. at the back. Ain't nobody getting me from behind because I already know. Right. <laughs> I mean, she's been road tested through time. I've been road tested through time. With us having those experiences through real life, there's a trust that's developed that sustains and then then the um then the real goal is to preserve that by not violating the trust right right that's what i mean by breaking things mm-hmm. so i have to be very very careful and very very cautious whenever i'm moving in the community and moving in my work mm-hmm. you know because i steam my sisters extremely high and I like to go out and have a time and my wife and I are not mm-hmm. always together. Mm-hmm. So I'm hypersensitive and mm-hmm. hyper aware of, you know, what's my proximity to any particular woman when I'm in public? Okay. What, what's what's my conversation? What is where are my eyes? What's my eye game? What am mm-hmm. I doing with myself? I'm mm-hmm. hyper conscious and aware of that because I am representing something greater than myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a married man. Mm-hmm. I have a family. Mm-hmm. I have a legacy that is expressed through the work of my hands in the business that we have and the healing that we're doing in the community mm-hmm. and everything that I'm doing and everything that I'm saying is a part of that. So I have to be aware at right. all times. So even when I'm not working, I'm working. Right. That's a part of the sacrifice that I made in order to lead by example and to mm-hmm. model these things that I'm talking about. And it's a good way to make sure you don't break anything. And also right. just go straight home after work. Just go straight home. Is that hard? That is not hard. Just go straight on home. That's all you got to have you a good time. Have your little cocktail. Talk to a few people. Go straight on home. That's all you got to do. (laughs) Okay, Mm Tim. So I'm going to give you a break because those was good. Okay. (laughs) All right. So Tim, how important or is it important? Because I hear this a lot. You know, I talk to a lot of women. Like we, ha- I have a lot of conversations with women, and it seems like relationships are based 
nowadays off of pleasure. Yeah. How important is that in a marriage? That's just very unique. But to what extent, though? And when I say that, I mean, some people get married just because they want to have good sex. Some people get married because they just want to, you know, be a housewife or, you know, be, be well taken care of. Some people just want to travel. Some people just want kids. How... What, how, where do we kind of like draw the line? Because everything in a marriage can't be always pleasurable. Yeah, well, I mean, it's going to come some point, sometimes, where sacrifice has to be made. I think, I think we understand that. I think everybody understands. No, they don't. No, let, they me, don't. let me say this. <laughs> let me say this. I think, I think the general, I think generally we understand as adults that. It's not going to be pleasurable all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the issue. The issue is, can we sustain and be okay when it's not? Mm -hmm. That's the issue. There's there's, um, the maturation from childhood to adulthood Mm -hmm. has a lot to do with pleasure. If you think about a child, all right, think about a child in their terrible twos. What's really going on there? You know, they want their way. Yeah, they want their way. They want they their wanna, way. They want to have. They want to be able to eat candy and ice cream. Mm-hmm. Or they take everything they see. Yeah, stimulate. They need their senses stimulated mm-hmm. at all times. They need to be ultimately comfortable at all times. Mm-hmm. They want their way. They don't want to share. They want to keep it all to themselves. That is the probably the most overt observation we can make of somebody that's constantly and consistently pleasure seeking. A two year old. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right now, yep. there is such thing as um, stunted growth and stunted okay. maturation. Okay, explain, habits. please explain. What I'm saying is, sometimes you may have a 22 year old woman or a 22 year old man mm-hmm. who hasn't evolved much beyond the terrible twos. Okay, mm-hmm. they're stuck in childhood, but they're chronologically in early adulthood. Okay, the thing that separates a child from an adult is an adult is able to regulate and to self-regulate mm-hmm. and to accept the reality that it's not always going to be my way. I'm not always going to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm not always going to be ecstatic. It's not always going to be an amusement park experience mm-hmm. because in order to fully actualize into an adult, you have to experience and endure hard work. Yes. And that's not in vogue anymore. Okay, Teal. So let's switch gears a little bit. Now we talked about happiness of marriage, you know, the good steps in marriage. Now we want to talk about that thing that you were talking about, keeping everything good. But what if everything is not good? How does a person know when the marriage is not, I don't want to say right, but it is not healthy and it's time to move on? I think you know when you know, right? Um, we have uh, audience, you know, your, your audience is predominantly women mm-hmm. that you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. And I have a, it's, it's really important to me to highlight for women how powerful their intuition is. Okay. And um, how important it is for women to use their intuition as a tool as they navigate things that are um, as important as family and marriage. Mm -hmm. And if you are 
feeling that you're in a situation that is unhealthy, it's likely because you're in a situation that's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And I would encourage women not to talk themselves out of that, Mm -hmm. um, out of that thought, out of that feeling, Mm -hmm. um, because it's necessary and it's important for you to be aware when things aren't right. How do you know when it's time to end it? I don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have different levels of tolerance for things. That's why I'm a strong advocate for not breaking things Mm -hmm. in marriages. Um, But we all have different tolerance levels. We all have relationships that exist in different contexts and have different circumstances Mm -hmm. that surround the marriage. I mean, if you're in a marriage that has no children, that's much different than being in a marriage that has children. Mm -hmm. You know, there's much more to manage in that situation and there's much more to consider by the nature of children being a part of the family dynamic that you're partnering with your spouse to manage. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't have a straightforward answer or a a you know a one answer to that other than I think it's worth paying attention to your gut. I mm-hmm. think it's worth if it's not working, looking for help and, mm-hmm. and asking and reaching out for support. Mm-hmm. Uh, to assist you and your family with working through what might be some difficult things to work through. Mm-hmm. But you have to make a decision when is when. Right. I'm glad you said that. Just recently, this actual month has been about, you know, relationships, healing, um, you know, just just coming out of whatever you're coming from. And I kicked it off from, you know, just kind of going over what I had personally been through I had been married for nine years um, in that relationship, a total of 19 years. And when I decided to walk away from the marriage, it was very, very hard for me because I didn't want to leave. I didn't necessarily want to leave, but I felt like it was I I had to look at my children because they was the most important things to me in this world. Yes. My two children. I have a wonderful, amazing daughter that's 21. And I have an amazing son that's nine. And although we had all of those things, beautiful home, all of the glitz, the glamour, all of that little stuff that people like. But I also felt like I I didn't necessarily want to leave, but I had to for them. And with me being a little bit open with that part of my life as I'm not an open person like that. But me being open with that part of my life, it drawed in a lot of women asking me questions like, Rachel, oh my God, they was just pouring it in. And it was just uh, overwhelming for me to read certain things. I was getting DMs, all kinds of things. And one thing I can say that I noticed that women don't know when to walk away. They don't know, they question themselves a lot. So you saying your intuition, a lot of women are questioning questioning themselves. Like, should I stay? Should I go? Is this right? Is this not right? Can you tell my listeners some key things that they can pay attention to, like toxic things that they can pay attention to with reasoning. Because like you said, if you don't break it, you won't have anything to fix. But also, what if you've gotten into something that was already broken? Yeah, that, and that's the case. Often, mm-hmm. you know, we do walk into broken situations with broken people mm-hmm. expecting a different outcome. So it's it's hard to recover from that as well. But so the question is what what to do when you see something is broken? 
So the question is, um, can you give my listeners mm-hmm. um, some key points as to when something is broken, just mm-hmm. broken? Okay, I'm going to give you an example. Some people don't know that being verbally abused is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. It is something like someone else is doing that is not okay. Mm-hmm. Also, some people don't know it's, it's not okay to be mentally abused. You know, some people just look at it like, oh, it's me. I did the wrong thing or someone walking in or your partner or whoever walking in a room and not speaking to you. That's abusive. Mm -hmm. But a lot of women don't know. They think it's okay because they have already went into a relationship or a situation where it was already broken or the person is already broken or the person probably needs help. Well, I'll I'll say this um, to you, to you your listeners, if you if you just take inventory on what you ultimately want for your life and then reconcile that with what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. I mean you'll have you can put together a little scorecard for yourself to see are are you winning? Are you winning? <laughs> are, are, are you are I'm you sorry to too to ask you this but I'm telling you they don't know. I'm be, I'm, I mean, I'm are, being, you, are you moving it are you moving or inching closer to what you ultimately want, or do you even see a path to get there mm-hmm. based on what you're currently in? Mm-hmm. Do you actually, honest, if you're honest with yourself, do you see a path to get to where you ultimately want to go with what you currently have? If you if you cannot see that, as a matter of fact, not only do you not see a path to get to where you're trying to go, you actually feel like you're sinking and going back. Mm-hmm. In order to hold on to something mm-hmm. that feels like I should hold on, mm-hmm. I mean, you might want to reevaluate um, and maybe s- step back and take some time with yourself to do, mm-hmm. you know, a reevaluation. But you know, abuse is never good. It's never helpful. Mm-hmm. It's never going to have it's a never positive helpful. outcome. It's never good. So if you are experiencing abuse, I would encourage you to do something immediately mm-hmm. um, to get yourself to safety and to create a safe space for yourself or connect with family or even reach out to help to get support with that because that's that's um, that's very dangerous. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, verbal abuse or, or, or mental abuse mm-hmm. can be kind of cunning. You know, it mm-hmm. can be um, it can couch itself in, you know. That's just who he is. Mm-hmm. That's just how he acts. Or it could be a man. That's just how she is. That's, yeah, because it goes both ways. <laughs> yeah, that's just her way. Mm-hmm. But your personality and your way is never justification. Mm-hmm. Be cutting and abusive mm-hmm. with your with your words and with your actions in relationships. So I think most of the time women know it's just hard to face truth. Okay. So ladies, Femmes, Teal has given us some amazing pointers and things to think about. So I just want to recap really quick because everything that I heard Teal say, you know, it's just been amazing. Um, One, he said his wife is very supportive. Yes. I love that about him. He said that, you know, he just complimented her the whole time. And I really, really love that. You can just tell that you guys are so in love. I love that. But also, uh, Teal says that 
you know, they work together. They have grown together. What were some other things that you said? It was really good. Um, she inspires me. She, oh, she inspires him. I am the man that I am today because of the inspiration that she, it's not like she was trying. She's to the battery me. in the back. She was doing her and watching her do her inspired me. So she's the battery in the back. Oh, absolutely. I love that. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Who cooks? She did now. I used to. You used to cook? Job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually nice. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at cooking, but I, I haven't in a long time. Okay. Okay. I like she that. I like that. <laughs> Teal, leave us with some things that you can tell the films. Mm. They are looking for relationships, healthy relationships. They are looking to heal themselves. They are looking to become more confident. They are just looking to be successful in life. Give us some pointers. Well, I'll say this. Um, I I would, you know, this is one of the things that I've been observing and watching with with my sisters. Um, I would encourage you to do to reevaluate what your what your list of things that you really need are. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm-hmm. I would encourage you to reevaluate that list. Like look at that list and the things that we we were talking about earlier, right? Like this pleasure thing. Mm-hmm. I would say pay attention to those pleasure things that's on your list and then do really evaluate. When I asked you, I really wanted you to go into it because I feel (laughs) like some of this stuff that's happening is not really realistic. Um, And it's just like everyone is looking at like social media Mm -hmm. and some of these couples, ladies, I just want to say this, right? Some of these couples on social media, they get paid that's their job to make everything look as good as possible like so you know i really don't want my ladies to compare so much really like you said last week mastering your energy and becoming who you want to become i'm telling you that energy will follow through it will follow back whoever out is out there for you they will come and find you because you have mastered your energy mm-hmm. And I, I think I agree. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yes. So thank you, Teal, for being here. Thank you, Rachel. This, this is great again. Just again. I love it. I'm so mad. I gotta go. We have to keep doing it. We, we have, have to, to keep, keep doing it. About these things, they're very, very important. We need these conversations, and um, I'm just excited and happy. I'm excited too. So listen, ladies, Teal and I will be doing a live. What are we doing? Uh, it's, coming <laughs> we suppo- it's coming up. We we have a live scheduled. I don't know what day. I know we said Monday, but both of us been really busy. But me and Teal will go on live and we will be answering some questions for you ladies so we can talk about like mental health and, you know, get Teal's professional opinion on a lot of issues that you guys have been um, asking. Um, I wanted to kind of dive into Teal's personal side and get his vulnerability to come out. And, you know, that was really, really good because, you know, he's a good role model. I'm sorry. Like he's been married for 35 years 25. and he, 25 years. 35, yes. I mean, and he's still in love with his wife. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. Films, thank yes. you for being here. Thank you for listening to you. Thank you. I appreciate you for being here.
And we have to do this again sometime. All right, Thems, thank you for being here once again. Um, if you have not joined uh, my group, please make sure that you do. I always forget the number. So you want to text femininity to um, this number is 305-614-1916. That way you'll be able to get um, daily affirmations, updates, all that jazz on what we're doing, what we have coming up, you know, new interviews coming out, all of that jazz. So thank you again, ladies. I'll talk to you guys soon. And that's a wrap.